What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Brews and Views. I'm your host, James Grissom. Today, we're going to talk about two of my favorite things, views, world views, any kind of views, political views. Eh, let's stay away from that. Religious views. Okay, cool. And booze. I love Jesus. What does that even mean? I'm too liberal for my conservative friends and too conservative for my liberal friends. This whole podcast is about how tough it is to be a real moderate. So we're going to talk about what that means. We're going to talk about what it means to love Jesus, but not like your friends do. And also how much I love booze. Today, drinking some Red Handed by Treaty Oak. It's actually a... uh, bourbon blend which is kind of interesting uh don't see a lot of those so they take a couple of bourbons from their favorite distilleries in virginia and kentucky and blend them and then age them again it's 94 proof uh but the double aging really helps that uh mellow out it's um it's it's a lot fruitier uh than you'd expect a 94 proof and uh you know just great overall taste uh, i enjoy it quite a bit um definitely would buy it again it's uh fairly cheap at you know, 30 to 35 bucks um i got it on sale for 25 which is awesome so great to sip at room temp um or what i'm doing right now mixed up with uh, coke's new georgia peach which is pretty awesome so the combo of those two is pretty fun for me and it will be for you go try it right now all right let's get back to the i love jesus part today i want to talk about scripture um and i want to talk about how uh i view scripture as one of my uh, one of my essential values um it's extremely important to me. Like I said uh, last episode, I, I I value scripture. I don't just like scripture, I value it. Um, and to me, the difference between liking something and valuing it is when you value it, it's a part of your life. It's not just some concept of, yeah, sure, that's nice. Um, I have a high view of scripture. I think it's indis- indispensable um, to maturing as a Christian. Um, but guess what? You can go your whole life never having cracked the book and still be a Christian, even a fantastic one. And I know a lot of you are gasping now. So here's some interesting Pew st- uh, stats. Um, there's an article in 2017 by A.W. Geiger that I found really fascinating. 71% of adults in the U.S. identify as Christian. say the Bible is the literal word of God and to be taken at face value and not a whole lot of further investigation necessary. 36% say that it is from God in some way, but not to be taken literally in every aspect. And 18% of people who call themselves Christian, mind you, say the Bible is just a book written by followers of God, but not by God in any direct way. 42% of the people on that survey say that the Bible is essential to be a Christian. Reading the Bible is essential for identifying and maintaining the relationship of being a Christian. 
All right. So those are interesting stats, but stats can say anything you want them to. Um, but I think it, it puts a pulse on it. Pew is a very well-respected organization. They try their best to get wide and varying opinion, opinions. Um, so I, I think it's indicative of something that we have going on in at least one aspect. About half of people who call themselves Christians say the Bible is essential and that it is literal. And the other half say it's either not important at all or it's a guide and it's inspired or it's got a you know very important part in our lives, but not necessarily to be taken completely literally. So that's half and half. That's That says something, okay? Um, I'm not here to say the Bible is false or unimportant or a lie or anything like that. I just said I, I love it. I value it. But I am going to say unequivocally that you can have a personal relationship, whatever we mean by that, with Jesus Christ, be a fantastic, phenomenal, giving Christian with strong faith and a solid foundation and never directly read the Bible. Otherwise, we're saying that illiterate people are all damned. So some say I'm splitting hairs. Believers who can't read or at least hearing scripture, they say. So that brings me to a critical point. Are they? Are the people hearing Bible stories hearing the word of God? Is that how it's being presented? Is two or three verses on a Sunday morning followed by a you know twenty minute you know homily the same thing as hearing the word of God? Um, people can be saved regardless, right? So, what does it mean then to say that some that it, that it is a word of God or that it's inspired of God? So the, this is a fundamental point in my understanding of what Scripture and inspiration really is. Um, if we're witnessing and we're using examples from our own lives, and that leads someone to wanting to take on a relationship with Christ, were those words inspired? I, I would say absolutely yes. The Holy Spirit guided you to saying what needed to be said to that person. And you might say that's not the same level, and I agree, but what makes the Bible more inspired than the Holy Spirit prompting you to give the words that someone needs to hear to give Christ a chance? What is more inspired so before I answer that as a fundamental question about the Bible itself, uh, let's ask some other questions. Are the Proverbs less inspired than the Psalms? Are the ordinances in Exodus more inspired than Job or Jonah? Is the advice from Paul that it would be better to stay single inspired? And if so, what about his advice on marriage? Are the genocides in the Old Testament as inspired as the willing sacrifice of Christ? These are important questions. These are important distinctions that we need to make because if they are all inspired, does inspired mean that it is all equally applicable? That it is all equal in nature? Just because it's inspired, does it mean that it has the same constructive value 
in our life. Now, I know that all scripture is God-breathed and, you know, therefore our edification and good. Great. But that doesn't mean that every single sentence in the Bible has the same impact on the same person all the time or on all people at all times. Right? So I believe that inspiration is a prompting by God to share our story with people who can draw closer to Christ because we did. I believe the Christian Bible is the story of people who did good things and bad things and God's reactions to those things. And that this history provides us with a framework to encounter Christ, receive his Holy Spirit, and help us make any sense of it all. I believe that some passages in the Bible are there on purpose, but they're stories and not history. The parables are a great example of this. Jesus spoke in parables all the time because people identify with story. I believe Genesis 1 through 2 is beautiful poetry and not science. It doesn't tell us how God did anything. I believe it tells us that God did everything and that that's what's important. I believe that these passages are no less true because I view them differently. The truth of these passages is that God had something for us to gain from us reading it. They point to Christ either by saying, do it this way or don't do it that way. I believe that the Bible is a library of stories of men and women seeking or running from God and that the authors were inspired by God to record those for our benefit. Those stories are recorded for our benefit. And the writings inform us of the overarching story of God who created a free people who could choose to love or hate, and he pursued them even to death because of how much he loves us. And that this collection closes with instructions on and examples of what do we do now with that knowledge how do we turn that into faith and how do we share that faith until the real resurrection happens at the end of days and that is the truth and the power and the inspiration of scripture whether or not there were six literal days of creation whether or not job is a parable whether or not esther is a parable that changes nothing about the validity of it teaching us how to engage with a God who pursued us to death and redemption and life again. I also believe that the Bible is the beginning of our story and not the totality. Paul tells the Corinthians that the gospel that he gave them, the original instructions that he gave him were spiritual milk for spiritual babies, that he gave them what they could handle to get them started, but they were still carnal. But as Christians who knew the gospel, believed the gospel, this congregation wasn't ready for solid food. And in the first letter, he said they still weren't ready for the solid food. And the, the solid food, I believe, is the rest of that instruction the rest of that Old Testament. But to me, what that tells us is that the gospel leads to salvation. 
and the Apostles' Creed leads us to understanding the most important elements of the story of theology and redemption and the story of how we go from a creator God to a dying Christ to a resurrected first fruit. And it's extremely important for us to use that as the basis for what we do next. Paul is addressing Christians and he tells them they're not ready to advance beyond the gospel, but he wants them to. The gospel is the foundation, but people living by the Spirit of God is the next step. So that means the Bible is an invaluable source of wisdom about knowing God and finding Him and seeing the history of saints and sinners as an example of what to do and what not to do. But it's the beginning of the journey, not the end. It took me a long time to get to that point, and it makes a lot of people think that I don't value the Bible, but it couldn't be further from the truth. The Bible talks about building your house on shifting sand or solid foundation, and I think this is exactly the kind of thing Christ was talking about. The Bible is our strong foundation. It can lead us through the lives of men and women who did it right and did it wrong and God's answers. And it can lead us to knowing the essentials for what it means to start that baby milk relationship with Christ. And there are some more advanced pieces in there that can give us some meat and can give us some direction. But you know what? None of those things make you a Christian. They might make you a better one, arguably, maybe not. They might make you one that is more effective in certain ministries, absolutely. Those writings might make you someone who is more mature, absolutely. But they don't make you a Christian. Your faith in Christ makes you a Christian. And yes, the gospel is part of the Bible. And the story that we tell to introduce people to Christ is sourced from the Bible, but you know what's leading them to Christ? It's your relationship with them, telling them something that the Spirit prompted you to, that they responded to. It's not that um, the words on a dry page um, have suddenly and unequivocally convinced them of all truth and they never need any more. That's not the intention, never was, never will be. So, that's all I'm going to say on it for now. Future episodes, we'll talk a little bit deeper about um, what all this may and may not mean. And until then, happy drinking and thinking.